as the Benedetti turns. I trust you'll find our offer quite tempting, Mr. Benedetti. Another shirt? My uncle will love it. Now let's cut to the chase. We need more assurances if we're going to take Benedetti to the Minnesota United. It, it's actually just Minnesota United. Oh, what, what? There is no the. It's redundant. A simple mistake. I'm sure that you'll understand. We don't watch much of the Minnesota United down here in Columbia. There is no the. It's just Minnesota U- Somebody stop him. He'll ruin the negotiations again. Let me in. Let me in, I say. This must not stand. <laughs> Nicholas, what are you doing here? We're in the middle of a negotiation. What is this? Who is this man in your jersey? Show your face. (gasps) Alvaro. So nice of you to join us, brother. We were just finalizing your transfer. Fuck my life. Until next time on As the Benedetti Turns. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, it's been two weeks since you've heard from us. Talk your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me saying... Get back together, come back and see me. Who is in the living room? So, Minnesota United just tweeted, and I'm saying like a second ago. In lowercase, we have a trade to announce, dot, dot, dot. I wonder who that could be. Man, breaking news. Like, legit breaking news, guys. Like, official breaking news. This doesn't happen at uh, 8.30 on a Monday night, typically. Typically, no. Yeah, no. Typically, we put the mics away, wave goodbye to Notch as he shoots us out of his house to leave him alone. And then we get home. And then an hour later, they know something. It's, it's usually what used to happen, you know, last year was that you'd walk out the door and then Minnesota United social media coordinator, who was actually my roommate for a little while, would step out maniacally laughing like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he's back in the room. Yeah. Damn. Uh, okay. So I, I guess they're going to they're gonna announce Mr. Opara soon. So we'll talk about that in our segment in our own time. Minnesota United does not dictate the pace of this podcast, my friends. Uh, I say about two minutes after saying, start recording, start recording, start recording. That's uh, literally what he said. Yeah. It was kind of frightening. It was. I've never done that before, I don't think. No. Usually you stare at us and be like, what question can I ask them to stump them completely and bring the the podcast right to a grinding halt right when we start? So let's talk about cricket stumps. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, hey, let's talk about our website. We have a website, or we're going to pretty soon here. We've been working on it in secret. Mm-hmm. I've been telling everybody. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've been advertising the shit. The, the out shirt of it. I'm wearing says I have a website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure my, you know, that's that's the like generic dude in his 20s and 30s, like 
outfit is just like i have a podcast i have a shirt you know like, <laughs> <laughs> i have a website uh okay so yeah to unitedfans.com gonna go live probably sometime this weekend and we're gonna hope we're gonna hope that it becomes a home of some com- comedy for minnesota united and uh we're, we're also gonna hope that it has a, a bit of uh opinion a bit of maybe some deep dives that are uh not worth other venues or such or maybe too good for other venues. I'm I'm hoping too good, but yeah. I'm hoping not worth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so you know, outside of the spectrums, you know, we, yeah. we, we will get our editorial qualities fig- figured out. But hey, I have an assignment for everybody who's listening, and it's not some stupid like, hey, put our website into Twitter for us. No, I want you to find us other funny Minnesota United fans, people who have a good sense of humor, who maybe. Or maybe are into theater or like writing. I want to find people who want to make comedy based around soccer in this state and get them onto the site, get them onto doing some fun stuff that we've got planned. Uh, you may have noticed that we've been doing a bit more on Periscope recently. I'm thinking we can do a little bit more there as well. So uh, if, if you have some thoughts, if you have suggestions, feel free to DM at two United fans. Um, let me know. Uh, who who you who you might have in mind, or if you if you if you would like to volunteer yourself, let's talk and let's see where where we can go with that. We're thinking like some satirical stuff. We're thinking about some other cool video based comedy as well. And of course, we have a sketch at the start of every one of our podcasts, so there's some opportunities with there as well. Come so. make two United fans even weirder to say, because yeah. there's way too more than two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Ike Opara, now official. So uh, before before we talk about that, we have to enter our, the first segment of our show that we call Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward, only forward. And we will, and, and the future that is forward ahead of us, that we're not, you know, Looking at an anger, it, it it's pretty fantastic because we just signed who call and you called in our periscope probably the best available defender in MLS. Yeah, Ike Opara has been consistently one of the top five center backs in the league really over the last three, four seasons. Was coming up close to the end of his contract, <clears throat> definitely wanted a deserved raise, and Kansas City. I think realized that they did not have the payroll flexibility to do that. So write him for a bunch of allocation money that Minnesota has. So now with all the other trades that are happening, there's a genuine chance that we win. They end up winning the MLS cup. And then in the, and right <laughs> after that happens, the camera slowly zooms out and gets faded. And then you see snow coming down and it's all inside a snow globe <laughs> That like Manny Lagos is holding while he's in the hospital having hit his head. And that's like, that's, you know. You wanted to do a stash based on the Artitech scene in Matrix Reloaded. And that still hey. was the oldest reference you made so far tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined it. <laughs> uh, that sketch is coming soon, y'all. Just stay tuned. And and go watch the Matrix Reloaded, okay? It's terrible. Hey, what? Come on. Okay, anyway. So, uh, Mr. Opara... Likely to slot in at center back in our team. So the question becomes, Boxall or Kalman? This is presuming, of course, Calvo is... On the left. Which, is that a done deal? The way they're making moves, I think so. He really doesn't no. like playing there. 
That's too bad. He he's, says that's where he, he doesn't. But that's where he's best. Yeah. Yo, so he should suck it up and be a captain and take him for the team, literally, and play better as a as a part of that. Yeah. Yo, hey, you've just been banned from the MNUFC locker room huddle, okay, for after that. Like, not giving him any respect. I mean, me and, me and Boxall are tools, so I'll just say, hey, Mike, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Colin, are you allowed in the locker room after games? Uh, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here. What is happened? <laughs> that was a very quick no right there. You don't remember the time that I wrote a hit piece on why Minnesota United had let in a bunch of goals and I figured out that most of it was specifically that Francisco Calvo had fucked up like 11 <laughs> times for mistakes that led to goals. We served papers. <laughs> I don't understand. Wait, wait. What's this? People versus Colin O'Donnell. What the hell happened, man? How'd you go to prison? <laughs> what are you in for? Wrote an article. Yeah. <laughs> that Calvo guy, man. He's got connections. Don't mess with that O'Donnell kid. He's, it's, the pen it's is bad news. Mightier than the sword. Yeah. So okay. All right. So so where where is Mister Opara gonna slot in? Um. Depends on who he partners with. I think if it's Boxel, Opara probably becomes a left center back. If it's Coleman, kind of question mark. I think I mentioned this on Periscope. If if it's Coleman that he partners with, Opara is just going to be more of the like you know proactive stopper type, mm-hmm. um, letting Coleman just <coughs> spend most of his time marking center forwards out of existence, which he didn't do pretty well. Yeah, it's it's his skill that he's pretty solid with. Yeah. Um, with Boxel, there's definitely more of the physical side to it. Um, I still think Coleman's probably a better match with Apara, but and and you're playing Calvo at left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. uh, Romain on the right. Yeah, there is. There's always the possibility they play five at the back. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, like Metanier, he's got the ability to play both up and down the flank. Calvo, he's been deputized as a left wing back for Costa Rica. You know, it can work. I mean, we are now looking with Ozzy Alonso in there at going from maybe the, not maybe, the worst defense or defensive unit in MLS the worst to, defense in the past two years. I think right. Orlando had the worst defense total last year. So, would I be exaggerating to see say that this would maybe be a top five defense in the league next year? Top half for sure. Yeah, I would say top half. I hold hold your praise for this team when you know I, that. <laughs> hold me down, guys. I'm floating away. I'm floating nah, away. Yeah. You learn about it. We can't have hope. Yeah. When we have hope, bad things happen. Also, we have Adrian Heath as our coach. There's no way that we can have a top five defense. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work but, that, that way. That locker room band just got three months longer. <laughs> After Infinity plus three months for you now, Colin. Uh, but in all seriousness, Ozzy and with Ozzy and I coming in, it's if they can stay healthy. Those are two big concerns for those two players. Yeah, knock on wood for that. So You mentioned uh, Roman... How do you pronounce this guy? Um, Roman Metanier. Metanier, I think. Metanier. Roman. That, yeah. That, we'll, we, we, we'll find out on opening day Frenchy, when the announcer yells his name. Yeah. Hey, something Malagasy officially, according to his FIFA, like... Next. Yeah, because his grandmother was from Madagascar. Precisely. Therefore, yes. So, okay. Dude plays on the right. 
right back. Um, strong. Can, yeah, strong can get forward. Um, has a good motor on him. Not the paciest, but can muscle dies off the ball. Yeah. And um, keep the ball. And and he was he was playing for a league de club. Yeah, Stadrem. And when they were promoted, he kind of fell out of the Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah he I, started the first three games, got a red card early in the third game, and then soon afterwards lost a spot to a right back that the team had signed in the transfer window. I kind of mentioned this on the I did a periscope reacting to the signing and he was amazing for them in lead duh and kind of fell off lead on. So he's in between those two leads. And as a player, do you just dominate or do you want to challenge yourself and then you want to challenge himself goes to MLS? And yeah, kind of like what Jerry told us about when he was here between the two Swiss leads and how he kind of got tired of the lead and knew all the players and coaches and refs and wanted to change the scenery. This right. is something familiar. That Minnesota's seen before. Hey, speaking of Jerry, um, I'm not even going to try to name the teams that he's going to because I will destroy the pronunciations. But he's, try, try. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is headed to a Swiss um, second division club uh, for, until the end of the season before he will join another club on a two year contract starting in the fall. So, and bo- th- these clubs are pretty short drives from Zurich as well, most things in Switzerland are. So if you choose to take a nice scenic vacation in the Alps, you can go see Jerry, uh, next year playing over there. Do it. I think, you know, I, I, you might just get in on his Instagram story. It might yeah, happen. Minnesota scarf. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah. Hold it up. I mean, seriously, you can get Vadim Demidov to hold up a Minnesota scarf. That was someone hilarious. who actually liked being here. Who did that again? Can you remember? Uh, I can't remember. Was it Brad? No. Nah. Uh, that's pretty great. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the team of all of the people we traded away to come back. And like, it'd be like. The, throw one like super team, all-star team. <laughs> my, the Josh, rejects. Gat, Saeed, Alexi Gomez, Maximiano, Bob, Demidov, <laughs> Ramirez. Oh, they'd score a bunch of goals on us. Damn it. Sam Uh, Nicholson. Sam Nicholson. Long shots for days. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I would, you know, Johnny Steele is in there just (laughs) because, just like throwing punches. Oh, oh yeah, he's captain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, this segment is running way long. Uh, Do we even want to grace Benedetti with, and and the continued Benedetti? I mean, dude is playing our fan base like a fiddle. It is so funny how he's just like, he's just, I mean, this guy is like a real life troll. It's pretty great. Anyway, yeah. um, away jersey coming soon. New away jersey. We've a couple of things have been leaked about it. Yep. Um, it's going to be white, and there's going to be, I think, like a inlay loon that you can see from the outside because it's presumably on the inside. I don't know. We, we uh, the. It's February 10th they're releasing it, so watch the Twitter feed like February 7th. It'll are you, you going to go to the Mall of America? No, I hate that place. <laughs> I live like two miles from there. I'm probably going to go. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed how every time that they have an event at the mall, they're like, chanting is not allowed at the mall, guys. Get a chant. Have I, told, have I told you guys the story what happened when I went to the mall to support the team? Was that last year? No, this was in 2014. This is in like January 2014 when they had the kit. The I don't think it was a reveal of any sort. It was just like an event. They they well, ha- wasn't it that they announced the the mall was going to be like the yeah like partial jersey sponsor. I, or something? I think that was actually afterwards. 
because this was just, mm. it was just like an event in the like anyway they had the team had us march from the nomad to the mall and they like asked for like volunteers and i was like well, i don't know what this is i've been trying to make friends i'll do this so like i showed up and a bunch of us just marched we were having fun you know it was, it was like kind of an intimate little thing and we we got on the train we kept chanting we kept making jokes it was you know just fun like this was this was back in the day when we had like 2000 people in the stadium right i was just going to say i'm glad you guys took the train because marching from the nomad all the way to the mall <laughs> right 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 it's anyway, a ways we we get to the mall and we get onto the platform and, and remember this is before the days of printed flags so or like actually even like painted flags we had just like black pieces of fabric on a Pull. I had my megaphone. No, we didn't have a megaphone. That's right. But we were just like looked really intimidating, coming at you like screaming. And the mall <laughs> thought it was a protest, and they surrounded us with cops. <laughs> 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 yes. And we got into so much like trouble potentially. But then like MNUFC was able to defuse the situation by like sending somebody to talk to them. But it was like <laughs> I, I I I'm a little leery about going to mall events from now on for the team. But hey, anyway, let's move on now to a segment that we call the championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. Hey, uh, do we want to quickly talk about Sky Blues before we jump into anything else MLS related? That they continue to be a fucking nightmare. Well, that, that all of their draft picks now, I believe, have refused to report to the team. time in Sweden. Another one is already we'd mentioned last time signed in with Australia, Australian team. So yeah, it's just a poorly run organization that doesn't show any signs of remedying this situation. It needs to be sold or it needs to fold. Yeah, and uh, its its existence is is I believe if it goes away, it's going to cause significant problems to the NWSL in terms of its sanctioning. So it, it needs to stick around. I mean, I it just boggles my mind that nobody wants to own this team it's in it's on the east coast you know with with all of the the significant publicity around the women's world cup that's going to come <clears throat> women's soccer's way this summer this is an ex- excellent opportunity buy the team put it in a legit stadium you know sign one of the players who's going off to the world cup maybe get a couple of the players from other countries that are at the world cup mm-hmm. And and build off the hype. It's such a great opportunity. If I, I I mean I don't have a few million dollars available, but uh, you know if I did, it's a Cyblus in New Jersey, correct? Yes. So like Red Bulls or City yeah. FC or even New England Revolution could. I mean, City yeah. Football Group should be jumping on this, yeah. but uh, it's just it's just sad to me. I mean, the opportunity is there for someone who wants to take it. You know. So anyway, let's move on to talking about FC Cincinnati and. Um, I believe the notes say, quote, FC Cincinnati doesn't know how spending money works. I mean, I think they know how spending it works. I think what might be mistaken is bargaining. <laughs> I feel like they have a credit card. It's their first yeah. credit card. And they're like, oh, this isn't real money. And they're just using their credit card and everything. Though, I just charge it. Let's let's face up to this though. This is allocation money that we're talking about. So it, no, it, is, is, it is not real yeah, money. It's You're not right. real money. So <laughs> it's, I mean, it is pretty much MLS's credit card that they're just you know they pay the bill in funny money. So uh, Caleb Stanko, wrong. 
spells his name wrong, wrong. As, as Caleb just pointed out, yeah. is uh, going to be joining them on a TAM deal. Why would you spend any money on a guy that can't break into the team at Freiburg for like four years? Like, why? Dude, Colin, you, you got to remember, man, he's got U20 caps. I mean, it's it's the it's the Minnesota United strategy. It's like and national team <clears throat> under something, you know, publicity hit. He also has the same amount of taps as Tristan Murad has for senior team. So yeah, so. and and uh, not the same amount of goals, I believe. So no, that's true. Yeah, so, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So okay, Caleb Stanko will be joining them, and uh, they have a swap for the at last allocation order, first to last. Yeah. With Toronto. Plus 300,000 in TAM for Nick Hagland. Yeah. Um, the uh, allegation spot was, what's the value on that? Like 450,000? Uh, close to like 200, I'd really? say. Okay. Yeah. Like usually it costs about like 125,000 to go from like eighth to first. As we know, Nick Hagland, the linchpin of any MLS Cup winning team, um, it, you know, <laughs> I mean, he was very good for them in their championship season. He was absolute dog shit last year. So, yeah, yeah. and and had been before that. So, I mean, obviously, this is his year to shine. This is, you know, his opportunity. Uh, you know, as we know, Cincinnati, the maker of giants. That's that's what they call the city. I'm pretty sure. Don't don't look at me like that. I, I'm right about this. I'm I'm. I'm yeah, okay. I, by the way, I read a book on this uh, Silicon Valley scam called Theranos. And basically, if you say something charismatically enough, everyone will believe it. It's really interesting. You can dupe like people out of millions of dollars. Seriously, Sky Blue's like, management just needs to go and like just be really charismatic and like blow a bunch of smoke. And these crazy Silicon Valley investors will just you know throw billions of dollars at them. Yeah, Notch, can you actually hand my wallet back? Because you're saying that you like reached in and took my wallet from me. So if you yeah. hand it back to me, that'd be great. <laughs> Toronto FC, this morning I woke up. The first thing I did when I wake up is check on Toronto FC. I mean, that's what we all do, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, what yeah, you should yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And it's then a and thing. I saw a tweet that said, Sebastian Jovinko has left Toronto FC's preseason training, pending a transfer to Saudi club Al-Hilal. What up, Al-Hilal, Al-Hilal, Al-Hilal. Uh, I might be editorializing the singing. Yeah, I don't think that tweet actually contained the singing. Wait, Twitter doesn't sing to you? No. Oh, okay. Maybe it's all in my head. I need more treatment than I thought. But anyway, um, turns out uh, we we had uh, one of the Washington Post uh, uh, journalists, whose name I'm not forgetting, came out and said, League sources say Jovinko wasn't so much leaving preseason training for a trade as much as to go see a doctor for a sprained leg. So, in Saudi Arabia for his physical <laughs> with Al Halal. Okay, okay, okay. So that tweet came out, and then the next someone else said this was a checkup ordered by his agent, and that was in LA. So, you know, the of course the conspiracy yes. theory is lying that it could be a medical for Al Hilal, Al Hilal, Al Hilal. I'm gonna sing every time they come up now. <laughs> My little Al Hilal. And hopefully, song. dear listener, that'll be the last time they come up. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Gio is gone, that would be terrible because he is good and he is fun to watch. The, and it is much more difficult to watch Saudi League 
games than MLS games. He is, did the rumored figures are correct. He is going to be making approximately something like ten times more than he's making in MLS. Right, go for so, it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Well, no, I think it was 30s. like ten million euro a year, and he's already on like seven million dollars a year. So it's like well, double. Sounds like I was getting the investment pitch from someone at Theranos about how much he was going to get paid. So uh, anyway, let's talk about Victor Vasquez, who is heading to Qatar. What is it with these guys and heading to the Middle East? Like They're the- in Toronto. They're cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, give me somewhere warm. I don't care. Cutter, cool. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> Francisco Calvo is totally going there in like a year. Because Seriously? You think so? Sure. Why don't we go there? Let's go. Let's go to Dubai. They have a shopping festival. That sounds terrible. That sounds like something I would bring a guillotine to. Hey. We're nice people at the shop, Dubai shopping festival. It's not like all expensive stuff. They used it's to be, all expensive stuff? I say it's not. Okay. Uh, growing up in India, you saw Dubai shopping festival ads on TV all the time. Not even joking. And and flights from... Is from like Antique Roadshow or... <laughs> I must be, right? I never did it. I should go. I should go. Well, now that Calvo's going to go, you know, I got to respect him and his ambitions. So I need to go. I'm actually banned from going to that area because Calvo's going to go there soon. Oh, so okay. Yeah. It sounds good. Sounds <laughs> yeah. Um, there was also the matter of Gregory Vanderweel. According to multiple sources, Vanderweel got into an altercation with greg vanny the toronto head coach was it about the fact that they one of them needed to go by greg and vanny was like it's me i'm senior and gregory vanderville was like fuck you greg i'm greg <laughs> no it was actually <laughs> even worse than that okay at, at one point vanny apparently told vanderwheel that he wanted to see him give 30 percent, which would be a positive change <laughs> Oh, I'm I, dead serious about this. Kelso Burn that gif. Damn. I mean, like, did this guy join TFC just last year? Yes, he did. Did Dread Vanny then drop the mic and everyone at Eight Miles started cheering his name? I, I hope so, honestly. But so, Vanderweel came in with a lot of fanfare because, you know, he's a from notable PSG. name. And he also came with numerous reports of being a locker room cancer. Exactly. <laughs> and that appears to have metastasized throughout Toronto last year. I really enjoyed his Instagram farewell where he said, uh, I was ready to give it all. I mean, I'm, I'm reading for starting in the center. And the first couple sentences are like platitudes. I was ready to give it all. Unfortunately, year two will never come due to differences with the coaching staff. I just want to win and do that no matter what the consequences are. I guess that mentality was a little too much for them and they decided they do not need me for this season. Teammates and fans, I will miss you guys. All the best, Gregory Vanderville. Bullshit. Is, like, you Did know- he have Oakley's in the back of his head when he was in that picture? <laughs> It's it's basically, I mean, he's he's going to go into his next interview and they're going to be like, so Greg, what's your weakness? He's going to be like, first of all, don't call me Greg. Next thing he's going to be like, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's I, I, I try too much. I want to win too much, you know. Uh, you know he's that kind of chode. I mean, he's, he's going to say I want to win too much. But if anyone saw him for Toronto, if he said I try too much. They would laugh his ass out of the interview. Mr. Vanderbilt, can we contact your last employer? No. No, he can't. Never. <laughs> never. No. Please Also, don't. this dude, uh, wasn't this the guy whose wife went on Instagram and said that this would be like great for their like influencer career yeah, for him to that. sign in Toronto? Yep. 
Uh, also, if you see the back of his neck, it totally looks like someone went crazy on like FIFA's journey mode, like tattoo edition and thing, like just all sorts of unrelated tattoos all over his neck and chest. So it's pretty great. Actually, not you can't put any tattoos on your chest in FIFA journey mode. So uh, maybe uh, your mode, I modded mine. I want to see Alex Hunter like give it his all, if you know what I mean. Um, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, talking I, about, I don't know what you mean, but please let's move on. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, and I don't know if we can move on. Okay, uh, Pity Martinez has officially signed for Atlanta United. <laughs> Moving on from that, Atlanta has four DPS. Uh, Martin Edwards said, "Sounds painful. There's ways of working around this." Oh, god damn it! <laughs> I knew that joke was coming. Oh, god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been fun, guys. I, I will see you guys. Maybe Never. next week. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this. Pity is like Joseph Martinez on steroids from all the hype he's getting. And dude just, I mean, le- he tore up at Rover Plate. So, yeah, this, he, I mean, he's going to, if he plays at 30% of his power, like Gregory Vanderbilt, he's going to tear up this league. So, yeah, like, <sighs> I, I'm, I'm slightly scared of him coming into this league. There's a pity the fool joke here, but I'm not going to make it. Uh, Kaku Gamara, if you remember, Romelo Kaku Gamara, he who joined... What is it with guys who came to this league last year with a lot of hype and causing problems? Kaku Gamara is causing problems. He's got an agent who literally referred to Hitler, uh, MLK... Did he also refer to Gandhi, Mother Teresa, and Nelson Mandela? Because he should he have. probably did. Yeah. One like, of those things is not like the other. <laughs> yes yes i'm very confused how he did combine those people together uh, i can, i mean i can find you the code uh it was it was beautiful i mean the first thing that came out was his agent was complaining about uh how um the red bulls hadn't paid for his cabs to the airport and for his like room and board and stuff which some people are like wait all south american teams like do this for their um, big stars, they pay for their like incidental expenses. It's just a you know cultural difference. And then this happened. What this is a direct quote from his agent. It's kind of long, so I'm gonna go with it. What's important is that he will be much happier there, which is the new club that Kaku wants to go to, than here because of everything that is happening here now. And since I'm in the United States, I want to say to you guys to know something that Martin Luther King said: never forget that everything Hitler did was legal. And that there are lots of things that are legal, but are arbitrary, immoral, unethical, and unjust. Here's a person, now this is back to his agent, I don't think MLK said this. Here's a person (laughs) who wants to work to improve his job, to be with his family and be treated better, because they haven't even paid for the furniture, and he bought the furniture a year ago. And I, at this point, I'm pretty sure Kramer, like, bursts into the room, like, hey, everybody, what's going on? And, you know, it kind of goes from there. It's funny, because... Yes. Yeah. 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 We. I got it. See, we just had to nod at each other for yeah. that one. And then someone's like, "What's the deal with Red Bulls not paying for the furniture? They didn't pay for the furniture. They didn't pay for the furniture. They have a pay- Jerry." <laughs> so anyway, and then his agent shows up. And he says, "I've got a lot of complaints. I've got a lot of problems with you, and you're going to hear about all of them." <laughs> uh, speaking of complaints and Seinfeld jokes, Inter Miami is going to renovate Lockhart Stadium. Inter Miami still sounds like a fake team that is in PES. Yeah, seriously. Like, also. How in the hell are you going to cut down all of the trees that are in Lockhart Stadium right now? And if you believe that I'm kidding, 
I'm not. No, no, no. There's, they there's are like actual, actual trees. trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they just need some, you know, kindling to keep their hopes alive of having a stadium built down there. hey What up? Okay. Uh, finally, the Chicago Fire have ousted Al Usted from the waivers. They've taken him. Dave Usted. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, cool. Hey, let's uh, finally, before we go to break, uh, go into a segment called Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. This week, we have Nipun Chopra of Website Sockdakes here to give you the latest on the U.S. lower leagues. Hey there, everyone. This is Nipun Chopra, latest edition of Get Low. It's been a couple weeks, uh, been some news in the lower divisions, uh, no games played as such, there are no, uh, none of the leagues are in season, but there's some interesting news coming out of the various leagues. Uh, NPSL Pro continues to formulate, uh, they will play in the Founders Cup, and one of their teams, uh, Chattanooga FC, has recently floated some shares for us to make their club at least partially supporter owned uh, what they've done so far is raise a couple of hundred thousand dollars actually of capital based on uh, shares that have been bought by people all over the country and that money is going to be invested into the academy into the team uh, the team will be playing professionally this upcoming year this upcoming season as they try to outcompete the Chattanooga Red Wolves team uh, across the board which across the city which will be playing in USL League 1 uh, that is a division 3 league attached to USL so uh, this is an interesting move by Chattanooga FC um, their their board seems to think um, and people close to the club seem to think that this will help um stabilize the club and allow them to compete um speaking of chattanooga red wolves there is some allegation right now that there are uh some malpractice there was there's a malpractice situation going on with their uh, current president uh sean mcdaniel who was previously the gm of chattanooga fc so there's a lot of into this chattanooga story that will continue to develop over the next few weeks in in other news in usl Chicago USL seems to be dead currently uh, after the ownership uh, attached to the, the, uh, the Chicago Cubs has pulled out of the development uh, plan. So it remains unclear if that Chicago USL team believed to be launching as early as next year, early as 2020, will get off the ground. At this point, it seems that it is uh, way behind on the mark and it might be difficult. Uh, it was always going to be a difficult task, especially with things uh, with the way things are with the Chicago Fire and the fact that negotiating stadium deals in Chicago is very complicated. So it's uh, not looking good for that bid, but we'll see how things develop. Speaking of stadium bids, my beloved Indy 11 has announced another attempt to secure public support for a stadium. Um, this is their third attempt. The ones in 2015 and 2017 were not successful. This iteration is supposed to be uh, slightly different. Uh, I remain skeptical of whether it is actually different, but 
uh, sources at the club seem to believe that this has a much better chance than the earlier two iterations of the stadium bid and Indianapolis. Currently, Indy 11 plays at Lucas Oil Stadium, a stadium which is the home to the Indianapolis Colts, hosts 67,000 people, and as you might imagine, uh, not the most ideal situation for lower division soccer in America, but... um, but we will see how the new stadium plan develops going forward. That's all I have for you guys this week. I'll be back again next week uh, with another ed- edition of uh, Get Low. And now it's back to the boys. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Nippon, for that report. I guess I should probably let Nippon know we've changed our segment cues. Uh, my bad. That's my no, this fault. This is a way to figure out if he listens. <laughs> <laughs> See if next we just some Nobody this. listens to us. We can't convince our significant others to listen to this. None of us can. It's true. Hell, it's we true, can't Mike. convince you to listen to this, Caleb. I download. Yeah. <laughs> Cut off my ass. <laughs> well, um it's I, I, I just want to th- throw a quick shout out to our bros in Indy, because I really, 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 really want Indy eleven to do as well as they possibly can. They deserve a soccer-specific stadium. They've got a really special soccer supporters culture there and a really wonderful thing around their team. So I, if it, if that means MLS, I would love for that to happen, but I want them to be happy no matter what. I just want them to be happy, even if it's not with me. Okay, so um, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We shall return with more We Call It Soccer. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Who called it soccer? We call it soccer. I I thought I have something to say after that <laughs> in my head, but I didn't. And uh, you just got so scared after you said the last part. Oh no. It's blank. It's blank. Speaking of which, uh, let's let's move into a segment, which is called "Keep Hope Alive." That segment Q uh, text is wrong. So, and as we just established a few minutes ago, I'm not very good right now at coming up with things on the fly. So uh, I'm going to say, let's keep hope alive for the U.S. men's national team uh, getting to the World Cup. And let's continue with the hope we have established and will obviously be great with the women's national team because they are in line to do really well at in France this summer. Hopefully U.S. women's really well. national team lost 3-1 to France. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What a segue. We, we, we've got to first establish that everything in this game was stacked against the U.S. from the sta- from a competitive standpoint. This was France for the first time playing in a full stadium uh, at home. Uh, they've, they've usually drawn smaller crowds. This game was sold out. It's their national team's kind of stepping onto their own stage as such in in preparation for the world cup it was them coming up against the presumptive favorites in the u.s and really looking to make a statement for the u.s it was a january camp preseason game which 
I mean, it's getting to the point where you really want to have something finalized in terms of the final roster, but it wasn't quite there yet. And you really yeah. don't want injuries to the U.S. side. But for France, it could have been pie in the face uh, if, if the U.S. came in and beat them. For the U.S., there wasn't much to lose from for getting beat in France by France, the host, in a preseason tournament or a preseason match. Yeah, they still look terrible. Okay, I tried. I tried. I tried. I'm sorry. I tried. Like, that, that was a, it was maybe the worst that I've seen the U.S. women play. And yeah, like all of those things are valid. All of those things are a reason to maybe discount this game. Um, Jill Ellis actually after said that one of the reasons that she felt like the U.S. did so well in 2015 is that they had kind of a rude awakening loss like this in their preparations. So yeah. hopefully that helps. Well, they bounced back. That was bad. Bounced back with a win, one nothing over Spain. So that's that's good, right, Tom? Right? Yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, it, Kristen Press had a really good couple of games, but besides that, yeah, yeah, it, they looked rusty. I, th- I think uh, with, with a lot of national games before major tournaments that, that aren't competitive games, you, you really have to take the results with a grain of salt, though, because, the, I mean, it's there, there's so much preservation instinct in there because players, I mean, the, the stakes couldn't be higher for the players to stay healthy. Yes, they've got to put in a good shift for their coaches, but doing something, one stupid mistake in these games could mean that you're, kind of shot at the World Cup is gone. Right. And so I, I it's dubious um, if, if you can draw conclusions. I mean, I, I think like like Ellis said, I mean, this it's more, I think it, it's it's even, it's, you could even argue that it's good that they got their ass kicked at least once to, to kind of, so that the coaches have this thing that they can be like, look what happened here. If you don't put in the work, you can get beat off the parts. Don't fucking look at that. Um, you know, favorites chart. Don't look at the placements. Uh, you got to go out there and kick butt every single time. So um, let's let's hope. Are you guys, anyone in this room traveling to France? I think producer Nick, we're thinking about. Nope, not going to happen. No. I know. I know. I, I wish. Yeah. But... <laughs> no. Yeah. I know a few people from Minnesota soccer world who are going to make the trip and I wish them bon voyage. See, that was French. Good one, Notch. Yeah, I'll say bien. Uh, thanks. See, he did it too. Very nice. Okay. Uh, now, now say something in Spanish for Panama. Panama. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. That's, men's that's national team. The U.S. men's national team just yesterday played Panama. Thank you, and won three nil against Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty so sure he, David Lee Roth is turned in his grave. I, I think he did it he, enough wait, times. Is he dead? No. He seems like he should be dead right he, now. He just he rests surprisingly enough. He just rests in his own grave, though. Like he's, he's kind of like you know. Anyway, in his red leather pants. He's never not wearing red leather pants, right? Pretty sure he's always wearing red leather. Isn't leather there pants. a song mm. called Red Leather Pants? I, I don't. Probably. Even. I'm sure there is. Probably off David Lee Roth solo shit. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it looked like Panama was playing with red leather pants in this game as the US kind of kicked their butt. By the way, don't Google red leather pants or do. I mean, <laughs> there's some great stuff there. No. So uh, I just did that. It was quite interesting. I got distracted. But we had three players scoring three, uh, not to go, one goal each. You've done. <laughs> Jordier Mihailovic, Walker Zimmerman, and our own Christian Ramirez uh, scored for the United States. And uh, we know why you're here, Minnesota fans listening to this podcast. And Elsa, maybe there's an LAFC fan. I don't know. Uh, Christian Ramirez was subbed in at the 84th minute and scored in the 89th minute of this game. And what a Christian Ramirez goal it was. And right that, on the doorstep. Yeah. It was perfectly just like... Right place, right time. Yeah. Some some idiots are like, it was a tap-in. Yeah, yeah, you know what happens when, when, when you have tap-ins? You actually got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> anticipating the There's damn pass. a video of Alvaro Morados at the same, like, area. One of his name is Sunit into Rosie from that same spot. Right? Or Josie exactly. Altador getting a, a, a tap-in deflected to him from the goalkeeper and skying it, like... Uh, three or I think he like skidded it to the side or whatever. But anyway, or Chris Wondolowski having <laughs> a tap in. Oh no! Don't don't yeah, Google that. Memories. No. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so it's Christian scored, and I am so here for this. I am so here for Christian Ramirez putting it to the haters and becoming a star for the U.S. I'm very much here for this, um, and. Colin already has Christian celebrating the goal as his wallpaper on his phone. Yep, uh, it's it's fantastic. I yeah. mean, I I don't know. I I okay. I'm gonna make one of those bold predictions that maybe gets played in my blooper reel from a few years from now, but I don't think so. Christian is gonna fucking wipe his success in our faces. Uh, and when I say our, I say I mean Minnesota. He is gonna be a fucking hit. And his agent also, by the way, since the last time we recorded, came back, came out and said that Christian thinks someday he's going to be playing back here in Minnesota, like he will return to Minnesota. I, I, I there's, there, there's a bunch of people on fucking Reddit who refuse to accept this trade was a mistake, or at least a, a difficult thing to justify and keep saying like it was totally worth it man yeah like it, it's kind of one of those points where like they've gone the other way and been like yeah we all these people saying it was a mistake we're gonna like defend it with our lives and i mean y- you do realize the most of the tam that they had to trade for Akapara came from lafc whatever man like they finally spent it and it was on Akapara. i mean Sure, but what if I, they hadn't spent all that money on uh, Angelo? Would, 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 wouldn't we have money left then for Ike or someone else? I mean, we'd have another DP slot. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we could have got a DP center back, you know, from somewhere else maybe. I, I don't know. All I'm saying is I just want Christian to go down this trajectory, and I think he will, and we're going to regret the shit out of letting this guy go. All I know is that if Minnesota United had signed Ibabasi off the first draft pick in 2017 and then held on to Ramirez, we would have two guys who played for the U.S. on Sunday and one who scored. Um, And this was like, both these things weren't kind of like, well, you know, they were dicey questions. Like, th- these were, and by the way, Abu Danladi still hurt somehow off to Barcelona to get his leg checked. 
and and got you do realize that the reason he was held out of training was because somebody cleared through his ankle on a tackle sure but he's it, it it just keeps happening to him is all i'm saying man oh yeah of course and and i i mean i i don't want to blame the guy it's it sucks to get hurt i mean it really sucks to get hurt and as a sportsman it sucks health is a physical skill it, it i mean i i i don't know what his problem is but from a value standpoint we still don't have a uh, uh, uh anyway whatever we've we've gone through this like a million times i can let this go sorry guys apologies apologies listener uh i'll do this the next time christian scores and then maybe maybe once more and then i'll let it go forever fair enough yeah keep keep banging that drum yeah. what if you should be singing like frozen like let it go let it go wait no, I, mean, I should tear it up here i i have to get rid of the superman wait, theme. wait oh. is, is that let it blow what's the song is it's, it, it's let, it's it, go. let it go let it blow is the porn parody but let's move on <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my my singing version was kind of like "Let It Be" from the Beatles, so like I I just messed up all the references there. Hey, let's. Uh, anything else about that U.S. game? Berhalter played some weird system. It worked. Yeah, he, he was... played like Guardiola. That's yeah, like that. That is exactly the Man City book. Beg Berhalteriola. Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Great. If he loses, we got to figure out how to put fraud in Burhalter. Uh, uh, that's too Burhal- much work. Fraud. Fraud halter? Sounds like he's stopping fraud. Fraud holster? Okay. Anyway. All right. Let's let's move on to a segment that we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football. From the United Kingdom. Uh, first up, tragic news from um, Cardiff, where uh, their new signing Emiliano, Emiliano Sala was um, has been pronounced missing, presumed dead, after a small plane carrying him and the pilot went down over the English Channel as he was flying to Cardiff to to join the team. Um, nothing good or nothing no silver linings in this story it's just a tragedy all around a promising player taken away just as he was on the cusp of signing a huge new deal um and and i i just hope for solace for his family and and some sort of peace for them because they're they're still you know in these circumstances where you don't really where someone's gone missing and you don't really know uh, it can sometimes take years before there's some sort of definitive peace to be got, and I I hope for the best for them and that they don't have to suffer long. All right, let's uh let's move on. Uh, talking about the FA Cup, and and it does seem a little trite sometimes to talk about soccer after talking about something as uh, intense as as a person losing their life, but that's what we're here for in this podcast, and that's what we're going to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about the FA Cup now. Where uh, Millwall took on Everton and Millwall won this game two one. Hmm. Okay, so uh, lightness. This was this is a light thing, right? We can make jokes about this one, right? Correct. I mean, it's it's fucking Millwall, and they acted like Millwall. Yeah. So specifically the the fans, but uh, yeah. some of the commentators that uh, this was talked about on Football Weekly and some of the articles that have been written about this has have made the point that Millwall has been taking a strong stance on the subset of their fans that are getting violent. 
and that they have taken efforts to encourage family supporters to support their club and and they've been they've been making effort however while we can give them credit for those changes we still have to say that there's, there's still a a problem here and that strong action needs to be taken some of it you could say is fans of other teams coming to millwall to fight because of that old reputation so whatever there needs to be concentrated action to to figure something out here. Uh, anyway, it was also a controversial game because Millwall, one of Millwall's goals came off a handball. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not called, even though some players were pointing to the large video screen showing the replay. So, But no VAR in the FA Cup, so... Yeesh. Oops. Yeah. And um, everything's been so poor on set pieces. Two of the goals that Millwall stored including the game winner or storing off a set pieces, kind of almost identical set pieces. And um, interesting down our day, uh, midfielder for Everton has been, has turned in a transfer request after PSG has been in for him after, as they suffer a midfield crisis. Now going from the old school fairy tales, of the middle ages to a sanitized version that is f- ripe for Disney, AFC Wimbledon, Beat West Ham United 4-2. AFC Wimbledon, of course, the club founded in the wake of MK Dons, moving away the you know the controversial creation of MK Dons. AFC Wimbledon, the club formed to replace Wimbledon FC, uh, was able to inherit all of their records and things like that. Um, lower league side has now beaten West Ham United, Premier League club. Incredible story. 4-2 mm-hmm. the result. Uh, what is happening in West Ham, by the way? Apathy. Well, I, West Ham, they're either fantastic in games or they are just complete dog shit. They're they're not the same team without Arnautovic or without Felipe Anderson. Felipe Anderson didn't play until the second, second half. Arnautovic, I think, I don't think it was even in the match the eighteen. Um, they just and Declan Rice, who is a young Irish uh, center midfielder, was also out and his. Presence was definitely missed by the team. Pedro Obiang was not up to snuff in replacing the youngster. And it's it's also important to note that West Ham didn't play midweek. So... It's not a full week trust. Yeah. Is, oh. No, I would, would recommend watching the highlights. They're on YouTube. Just search AFC Wimbledon West Ham. It's just the... It's it's played at AFC Wimbledon Stadium. Just the shots of the fans and the reactions of the fans when they, every time they score is just... It, it's, it's so much fun. Fun to watch. <laughs> and and this is a club that will also get 180,000 pounds for winning that game, mm-hmm. Wimbledon. So like it's definitely a club that needs it, especially in the where they are in the lead right now, they're bottom of their division in lead 1. This is definitely a shining moment for them. Yeah, this is I mean that is probably somewhere like half to more percentage of their uh or say like 50% or more of their entire transfer spending. Just one game, one win gives them that. So that's an incredible story. Uh, Crystal Palace beat Spurs 2-0. <laughs> I knew you would enjoy that. Uh, and also Manchester United beat Arsenal 3-1. Ooh. <laughs> Just a gamut of emotions over here. So so, so, so tell me, Colin, what happened with, uh, with the United game? Um, Hector Bellerin tore up his knee. Right, he's out for the season. Gnarly. For the season, yep. Um... Arsenal don't have a defense right now. So, Actually, yeah. Shelney went off. 
Yep. Right in the stream? I believe so. Just put Stan Kroenke's apathy in there. It's a steel wall. Like, you know, won't... Uh, oh, actually, unlike the steel wall that they want to erect on our border, it doesn't have gaps in it. So it's just full apathy. Just yeah. like I mean, it, it's certainly immense enough that it would cover up all of the holes on the field. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, when the Super Bowl was announced, which uh, is going to be New England Patriots versus the team that Stan Kroenke owns, which is Denver Broncos? No, no, don't, oh, don't, yeah. don't help him. Damn it. Don't uh, help him, Colin. It's the Rams, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. St. Louis Rams. Right. Yeah, there. That's right. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they, where Wait, are they, they used to play in St. Louis. They right. moved where because Kroenke's a dickbag. Um, yep. They moved to San Francisco? Oakland. Oh, uh, you're, in this, you're in the same right LA? state. LA. Yeah, LA Rams. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. This has been an episode of Not to Learn's <laughs> Football. Everyone calls it football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there was a tweet after after the Super Bowl ended with someone saying, like, it's the team, it's the match of who cares about their uh, uh, the MLS team and their EPL team less. And people just forgot that Kronky also owns an MLS team. Yeah. Uh, that's like, right. Because everyone's like, yep. yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, guys, Rapids not even good enough to get a mention in a joke. Whereas uh, Bob Croft's New England Revolution were. Okay. Hey, uh, Chelsea beat Sheffield Humpty. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who did that? That was me. That's pretty good. I like <laughs> good it. Job, I like it. That's what we're going to call him from now on. 2 0 Chelsea uh, winning against Sheffield Humpty. Uh, homegrown youngster from the Academy, Talon Hudson Adoy, stores. Third rate card back in the box for Chelsea to double double the lead late. Um, he's had, had a transfer request as well because he didn't get in the side, even though he's obviously shown the talent he's that he has for Chelsea. So he has uh, been under the bid from Bayern Munich. Chelsea rejected four bids from him. Fourth was the last draw. He ended his transfer request. He's probably moving to the um, Bavarian Giants relatively soon. Hopefully, was, ho- hopefully it- for his career. Isn't he pl- isn't he playing in the same position as uh, Pulisic? Pedro and Pulisic. Yeah. yeah. So so Pulisic being signed was kind of one of those things that uh, right on the wall for so yeah, right. So so the guy who engineered that probably saw this guy score and was like, Adoy! Oh damn it! What an idiot!" <laughs> okay. Anyway. No, I got uh, it. it was right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Good Gonzalo- day or anything, but it was it was alright. Hey 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 hey! Got to get a few more of those, Caleb. We've got a website to sell, man. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I'm all out. I'm chop, chop, one. chop, chop. Hey, uh, Gonzalo Higuain is going to be at Chelsea. He desperately needs a little bit of rejuvenation. And because remember how he was really great at Napoli and then he decided to sign for their arch rivals, Juventus, and everything. It was, he expected everything to go great. Well, it turns out that might have been a mistake because his career has kind of gone into the toilet and not the new one that I put in over there, but one in Italy and Juventus. I installed a toilet, by the way. It was great. You're really proud of that toilet. I am. That's the third time you mentioned it. It flushes really well. It doesn't leak. It's fantastic. I did it. Those are two things that toilet should do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but uh, Higuain, hoping to rejuvenate his career under Sari, who was the coach at Napoli during probably arguably his best stretch of football. Year of his career. Alvaro Morata, who's been a gigantic flopperata at uh, Chelsea, is off to Atletico Madrid on loan. His uh, profile says, El Jugador, something, Atleti. And uh, that's the extent of my Spanish. I should probably study more. Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Let's move into a segment now that we call, they don't call it soccer, in brackets, some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, our favorite third league and yours. (laughs) 
You're the third leader to promote to the, into the Premier League to promote to the MLS. It's obvious. Yeah. 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 Hey, where uh, Bundesliga is now finally back after the interminably long break. And uh, Dortmund are still top with 42 points. Bayern Munich, six points off in, with 42. You, you just said that Dortmund had 42 points. Oh, did I say Dortmund twice? I meant Bayern. No, no you, you said Dortmund has 42, and then you said Bayern, Bayern is six, six points, points behind, behind them at with 42. 42. I'm losing my mind. I mean, the yeah. answer to everything Help. is 42, Help. but Help. not Help. to this question. Okay, uh, Dortmund is at 48, Bayern at 42. And, he did uh, it. He did it. Borussia Mugladbach, tips Fedora, is in, thir- is in third place with 39 points. Who expected Borussia Munchen Gladbach to be tipping their fedora into third place? Um, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure whoever that is has like really bad neck acne. <laughs> okay, so let's look at the results. McGladbach beat Augsburg 2 0 to get to that point. Bayern needs to drop one game, and McGladbach needs to win to. Uh, Caused some serious problem. The goal difference there's 23 for Bayern and 21 for McGladbach. So, ouch, 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 ouch. Dortmund beat Hanover 96-5-1. That puts Hanover 96 into 17th, second from bottom, and into relegation, uh, which is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place for them to be. Right above them, a VFB shirt Stuttgart, who got pasted 4-1 by Bayern. Fonzie. I would be remiss to mention that... Uh, Sutart's goal was a fantastic goal scored by a brilliantly named A. Donis. His first name is Anastasios, but nice. on his jersey says A. Donis. That's perfect. So, nice. <laughs> and the goal was definitely a Donis like. Yeah, Canadian Adonis. Alfonso Davies also got his first start for Bayern Munich. So, Nico Kovac not waiting to put the Canadian phenom into the game. Uh, RB Leipzig played Fortuna Dusseldorf. Uh, unfortunately, Fortuna not with Dusseldorf in this game. RB Leipzig destroying them 4-0. Tyler Adams brought the O Fortuna into that game. <laughs> oh, very nice, very nice. He got named Player of the Week from the Bundesliga. Not bad, huh? Former. This is former Red Bull New York player. Now he's former... Now he's current. Rosenball Sports. Leipzig. Completely different. Not at all similar. No, no, no. no the, the synergy... Sure is not there. It I'm does pretty not just wore the same jersey from New York just there. Yeah. <laughs> also should be mentioned, Marco Royce has promised Dortmund fans that he will never leave the club and Dortmund have announced that they will stop selling good players to direct li- rivals like Bayern Munich. Good for them. Good luck with see, that. See how, that lo- how long that lasts. It says in the notes here that La Liga 2 side CF Reos has been expelled from the league for failure to pay wages. Yes, Indeed. Um, the league announced today that after the club, who had apparently had issues getting payments to their professional players ever since September, um, they will no longer be in La Liga 2. I believe all of their uh, matches will count as forfeits for the season. Um, Shaq Moore, the uh, USMNT right back, um, had been on loan there from Levante for part of the season uh but when he was complaining that he was not in fact getting paid by Reyes um they terminated his loan it's uh, i believe it's an important part of being a professional to get paid but uh, don't quote me on that one that's what they say 
Yeah. Okay. Barcelona in La Liga One have uh, signed Frankie De Jong. Yeah, Frankie. Hey, hey Frankie. Uh, from Ajax. This is the latest Ajax wunderkind who's going to tear up the world and we know it and become the next Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, etc. Okay. Cool. I mean, that was said about a lot of players yeah. last couple years. Okay. So, but uh, they, they they also signed yesterday's uh, phenom, Kevin Prince Boateng. Yes, it was like 10 years ago. A right. decade ago. Yeah, was his phenom. Like, so this dude has had a really eventful life. He's actually got a really good article. Um, I forget where he wrote it, if it was Players Tribune or somewhere else, where he talks about how he regrets a lot of his hard partying ways earlier in life and um, how he, he kind of squandered his uh, potential. He grew up in Germany, played plays nationally for Ghana. His brother, Jerome, plays for, or used to at least play for Bayern Munich. I don't know where he, he still is. Still yeah. is and he plays and, for Germany. Yep. And now Kevin Prince Boateng, he's, I mean, if you look at his career trajectory, it's kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like, there's a play button and you hit it and that, you can hear that. And uh, he's been to Spurs, Dortmund, Portsmouth, Milan, Schalke, and most recently Sassuolo, uh, before now getting signed by Barcelona. People not believing that this rumor was true. But some folks saying that he speaks a lot of languages. He mm-hmm. might be a leader. This came out in Football Weekly. Yeah, came out from uh, Sassuolo. They said he was a leader in the locker room and would help players who didn't speak the same language communicate. A uh, Twitter guy named Emmeline Begley reported that there are now two sets of brothers where one plays for Bayern Munich, the other represents Barcelona, and they play for different countries. That's Rafina and Thiago and Jerome and Kevin Prince Boateng. Uh in drama news, Monaco have fired Thierry Henry, who we will now refer to as Thierry Henry, thanks to his failures, <laughs> and uh, replaced him with old coach that yeah. he replaced. He is succeeded by his predecessor. <laughs> Leonardo Jardim. Which only happens in... Uh, Serie A. I was going to say Russia, but... <laughs> <laughs> but in Serie A, this actually does happen fairly... Or I should say it happens often enough where it's not a surprise. So, but here is just weird. Why did you get rid of him in the first place? Because he wasn't doing well. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he didn't do well now. Monaco, I mean, is probably on the night train to relegation. And uh, anyway, uh, producer Nick pointing very pointedly at the clock, which reads 59 minutes. My apologies, listener. Um, Asian Cup news, Colin. Um, yeah, super quick. Um, semifinals are taking place um, earlier today and probably by the time that you hear this. Um, Japan, Iran, um, Japan won 3-0. Um, Carlos Kiros stepped down from the Iranian managing spot after eight years and quoted Frank Sinatra on his way out, which was just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other semifinal is going to be um, Qatar versus the UAE. Predictions? Uh, UAE obviously are the kind of favorites in this game, being hosts. So I, I don't know. They they've they've far exceeded expectations so far. So I I would say I'd go with them. Okay. Okay, you, you were trying to make a joke there, weren't you? No. No? Okay. No, right. I, I I was just trying to get a prediction out of somebody. Okay, All right. sounds good. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Happy to oblige. Yes, and. 
You know, I mean, yeah, okay. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call Confessions. Watch this. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I can say, my shit gonna decide. Recalling confesses all he knows, and you should forget. So there was a notable thing that we didn't discuss in our discussion of Minnesota United. Uh, that is the lengthy saga of Agustin Rossi not being a loon. Um, shout out to everyone who uh, stood against that transfer. However, I do want to talk about one part of it that's been very, very undercovered. And that's the fact that I was the one that posted the original tweet that people latched onto. I couldn't even get mentioned about that on E Pluribus Lunum, the place that I write for. I'm dead serious. No one has hat tipped me except for 55.1. They mentioned that I had posted it. I felt validated by that. Here's what I want to know because I haven't. Obviously, my investigative skills have been completely tapped out on this, despite the fact that, I don't know, it was the second page of fucking Google News. Why is it that people just want to claim that these were reports, rather than reports that your intrepid friend over here decided to find, and then painstakingly translate from a language that I very poorly speak? Colin, I love you, and I'm really glad you found this shit, and I think we need to erect a statue of you outside our new stadium. Paper mache statue, but a statue. Yeah, it'll last light until the first rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that honestly, <laughs> you saved us. Honestly, the fact that they're opening it up on my birthday, that, that's I enough th- for I think me. You should that's write, a good gift. You should write an opinion piece, something like, I stopped Raw, why I stopped Rossi, or something like that, you know, just like make a bold you, statement. A picture of you in black and white, like a sensible sweater, a Arms yeah. crossed in front of a window. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's multiple reasons that I'm banned from the locker room. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, I'll give you credit, man. Yeah, I saw that tweet and I was like, holy crap, this is going to be huge. This is going to be massive. Yeah. And it it was. Uh, it also came out, by the way, coincidentally, on the same day as uh, Scott Kearson was on our podcast exactly, talking about yeah. how <laughs> Steve <laughs> sometimes yeah. research stuff and was just... Go page by page and find stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, you'd think they'd learn. Yeah. Or maybe they should go back to Scott, but hey, can you come back and work for us again because we're bad at this. Like, that's, <laughs> it's honestly, that's what I did. I was trying to figure out why people at Boca Juniors hated him, and that's what came up. So, so just, just hold on to that for a little while, and soon you'll be working for the team, man. You can feed us all the inside deets. All right. With that, it's time for us to. Call it an end for this week's episode. Can you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? I'm at Olson 716 Also, I'd find my writing at 551, probably in the next month or so here. Uh, I don't know when the book will be out, but also I'll be writing for TNNFans.com. That's a big thing that's happening. So, yay. Uh, you can find my tweets at The Attachment. Uh, you can find my writing both at TNNFans.com and epluribuslunum.com. I did the uh, scouting report for Roman Metanier. Check it out. Uh, I, I should say, TunitedFans.com is not ready yet. So, um, you, you know, but uh, soon, soon, soon. Thanks. Eventually I appreciate you it. Will. Yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> oh, that'd be awkward. Uh, Recall Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez. His views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. You can find me at TWO United Fans. Tell your friends to listen to Recall Soccer, please. They can subscribe to our podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>